Don't quit in hard times. Increase your prayer life and look forward to the good things God has in store for you. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This is part five of the message titled, Faith, When Life Gets Hard, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7999. for faith when life gets hard part five thank you for joining brothers of the word because brother you need the word we welcome all of you joining us by television or those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media welcome to today's service always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us I would like to share just a little humor. A Sunday school teacher, she began her lesson with a question. She says, boys and girls, what do we know about God? And a hand shot up in the air. He is an artist, said the kindergarten boy. Really? How do you know, the teacher asked. The little boy replied, he says, you know, our Father, who does art in heaven. <laughs> well, we are sharing part five of a series we started a few weeks ago entitled Faith When Life Gets Hard. Faith When Life Gets Hard. And we'll read down through. We've been sharing in the book of Romans, chapter five. We've kind of been using that as a base text. And been working our way down through the first five verses, but we'll just read the first three verses. Romans chapter 5, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. We glory in tribulations also. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33, He says, In the world... You're going to have trouble. In me, you have peace. But in the world, you shall have tribulation. You'll have trouble. He used the same word there. In the world, you're going to have trouble. But then he went on to say, said the same thing that we read here that Paul said in Romans. He said the same thing. He said, but be of good cheer. It's the same thing. Be of good cheer. Notice that there's trouble, but he says, be of good cheer. He says, because I've overcome the world. And so Jesus is saying, I've overcome the world so you can rejoice in trouble because Jesus lives in us. We live in him, so that makes us overcomers as well. You have the overcomer living on the inside of you. You live in him, he lives in you. And so we are overcomers as well. We are overcomers as well. And so Jesus said, you'll have trouble in the world. In me, you'll have peace, but you'll have trouble in the world. But be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. 
Praise God. Aren't you glad you're overcomers? You are overcomers. You are overcomers. We overcome in him. We are overcomers in him. We're overcomers in him. So notice this. It says, and not only so, verse 3, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And so we got over into patience last time to show that there is some benefit here And this is why we're able to glory in tribulation because we know something is working for our good. We know something is working for our benefit. And this first benefit here is patience, patience. Patience does us more good than tribulation or trouble can do us hurt. We define patience as endurance, constancy, forbearance. It's the ability to last, and not just last, but with joy, to last with great joy. comes from the Greek word hupomone, which means to abide under or to remain under. Its constancy is being consistent, staying the same. And so it's basically saying that when you're in trouble, you're able to maintain your peace, See, that's the force of patience at work. You're able to maintain your joy. That's the force of patience at work. You're able to still love one another. That's the force of patience. It means you're able to still be constant, even under pressure. You're able to worship. You're able to give thanks. You're able to give and be generous. That's the force of patience. It's causing you to remain the same, even under pressure pressure, even under pressure. That's patience. So that's godly patience. That's Bible patience. Causes us to remain the same. It's fortitude. It's endurance. It's constancy. And we're able to remain the same. I like this verse where it gives that Greek word hupomone for patience. Hupomone is also associated with hope. It's associated with hope. So patience has a part of hope in it. And it's that hope that it's a quality that won't succumb to circumstance or surrender under trial. So it's something there that it's a quiet assurance and a hope and a joy there that won't succumb. It won't give up. It won't quit. won't cave in under trial, under pressure. So hard times, so all of this word is saying to us, hupomone, this patience, is saying to us, in hard times, we do not quit. Hard times don't make us quit. Hard times do not defeat us. And so we remain constant. We are continually constant, consistently constant. Our faith is not quitting. Love is not quitting. Joy is not quitting. No, we are constant. Maybe under pressure, but we're continually constant. That's the force of patience at work in your life. I like this verse over in Romans 12, 12. Romans 12, 12. Romans 12, 12 says, rejoicing in hope. You're going to hear this. Listen to the second part. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. There it is again. Everybody heard that? Listen to it again. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, 
continuing instant in prayer. You heard the continuing part there? That's what patience is. It's continually constant. It's consistently constant. So notice what, listen to it again. This is Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Notice those three things in Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope. I just told you that their hope is actually a part of the Greek word of patience. There's a hope that's in patience. Rejoicing in hope. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. It's the second part. Continuing instant in prayer. That's being consistently constant. So all three of those things define Bible patience. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. The Holy Spirit said to me, this was a few years ago, concerning this verse, he gave me my own translation. He gave me my own translation. Isn't that good? <laughs> he gave me my own translation of the verse, and I love it. This is what he said to me. Now, here's what the King James, I'm going to read the King James again, then I'll give it to you in the, the translation that the Holy Spirit gave him. King James says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Holy Spirit gave it to me like this. He said, don't quit in hard times. Increase your prayer life and look forward to the good things God has in store for you. Isn't that good? I love that. Don't quit in hard times. That's being patient in affliction, in tribulation. Patient in tribulation. That's not quitting in hard times. Remember, patience is the force that keeps you from quitting. It's the force that keeps you from quitting. And so the Holy Spirit gave it to me this way. Don't quit in hard times. That's the patient in tribulation. Increase your prayer life because King James says continuing instant in prayer. And then he says look forward to the good things that God has in store for you. That's the rejoicing in hope. Isn't that good? The Holy Spirit gave me my own translation. That's the C. Elijah Bronner translation <laughs> by way of the Holy Spirit. I can't take credit for that because he gave that to me. I'm going to read it again in the King James, and I'm going to give it again in my translation that the Holy Spirit gave me. Rejoicing in hope. This is Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. The way the Holy Spirit gave it to me once again. Don't quit in hard times. Increase your prayer life and look forward to the good things God has in store for you. Man, that's good. That's straight from the Holy Spirit. Straight from the Holy Spirit. I love that. I love that. And so we are to just remember those three things. Don't quit in hard times. Increase your prayer life. Look forward to the good things that God has in store for you. Praise God. And let me share this, and if we go on in verse 3, and it says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Tribulation worketh patience. Now, I've given you one part of patience, but there's actually a second Greek word for patience, and 
is referring to the reason there are two Greek words for patience because one, one Greek word for patience, hupomone, which is one I shared with you, that refers to circumstances or things. So that's when you're having circumstances that are giving you trouble. So you're having tribulation and pressure because of trouble, things happening, you know, you're having a hard time here and a hard time there. And so things are popping up. You're having a hard time with your money or a hard time with your car, your car broke down. So those are things. So there's a patience that refers to things or circumstances. But there's also a second Greek word for patience that refers to people. How many of you know people can give you trouble? Anybody know that? (laughs) And so there's a different patience that refers to people, dealing with people. And so this Greek word is the Greek word Macrothrumia, macrothrumia, and it means patience. But listen to this it's a self restraint to the mind before it gives room to action or passion. And it refers to forbearance. And so it's a self restraint to the mind. Basically, before you say something or do something. This is patience. This is talking about dealing with people. So there's a patience dealing with people that is a self-restraint to your mind, a self-restraint to the mind before you say or do something, before, you give, before it gives room to action or passion. So before you tell somebody off, get somebody told, or before you do something to someone, here's the force of patience dealing with people, dealing with difficult people. It's a forbearance, forbearance. Forbearance means bearing with. It means putting up with, making allowances. That's what forbearance means. So this is saying you have to be able to put up with, bear with, make allowances for. So this is patience. This is patience that helps you to bear with people. Not all people are on your level. Not all people know where you, know the things that you know. Not all people have been on the walk with God that you're on. So not all people are developed as you are. And so you have to bear with people because people are at different levels. So I never look at a person based on what they do. I never judge a person because I don't know where they came from. I don't know what they've been through. And so you can't judge people based on you. You have to have forbearance, putting up with people, bearing with people. This is Bible patience. This is Bible patience. It's a self-restraint to the mind before you do or say something. So there's a force of patience. There's a force of patience. It refers to the person who has power to avenge himself, yet refrains from the exercise of his power. You have the power to get them told. You have the power to retaliate. You have the power to get them back. But yet, you don't. You control yourself. You restrain yourself. 
Bible says that the love of Christ constraineth me. That's patience there. Holding you back. It holds you back. Actually, love is patient. Love is patient. It's what holds me back from cursing you out. It's what holds me back from going upside your head. It's what holds me back. This is what holds me back. It's patience. It's godly patience. Patience with God is called faith. Patience with man is called love. Love is patient and kind. First two characteristics of godly love. Love is patient. Love has a restraint. Love holds you back. Love keeps you from going off. Love keeps you from giving them a piece of your mind. This is Bible patient. It's completely different than the patience that keeps you from falling apart under difficult trials. This is a patient that keeps you from going off on someone who has come at you the wrong way, who has offended you, who's tried to irritate or upset you. There's a different patience there at work. That's why there are two different Greek words, because there are two different forces at work, but both of them are under the umbrella of patience. And so there's a patience that keeps you consistent when you're going through something. There's also a patience when someone's trying to get on your last nerve, and yet you don't allow it. Yet you don't allow it. Yet you're able to treat them with respect and dignity. You treat people the way you are, not the way they are. Don't treat people the way they are. Treat people the way you are. Now, I say that meaning you are a born-again Christian. You are a spirit-filled believer. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are a son or daughter of God, so you treat people the way you are, not the way they are. I have no idea where they are in life, but I do know where I am in life. And so I can treat them. I don't have to respond in the manner that they have approached me. I can now respond as a Christ follower. I can now respond with Christ likeness. That is patience. That is patience. Isn't that good? Man, that's good. That's good. I have to do my own. Amen. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. That's the Greek word macrothrumia. Macrothrumia. So there are two different types of patience. One that keeps you from falling apart, hupomone, that keeps you from falling apart when you're under pressure from trouble. But then there's that macrothrumia. That's what keeps you, where you're able to keep your cool, and maintain your cool. When someone is pressing your buttons, somebody's trying to get you all out of whack, now macrothrumia. You ought to just say it under your breath. Next time somebody's pressing your buttons, you ought to just say to yourself, macrothrumia. Macro through me. I'm keeping my cool. Patience is holding me back. I'm restraining myself. And so those are two different types of, of patience. So I love that. I love that. So, so dealing with difficult 
people or difficult circumstances worketh patience. Gives you an opportunity to exercise your patience. Exercise your patience. And you can actually get a good dose of that just at home. You know, if you're married, dealing with your spouse or um, family members, we get a chance to exercise macro through me. <laughs> right at home. Right at home, you get a chance to exercise it. You exercise it. And your spouse could be having a bad day, but that doesn't mean you have to respond or treat them the way they are treating you. Macro through me, macro through me, patience, patience. No, I choose to respond in Christ's likeness. I choose to respond in Christ's likeness. That's patience at work. So that's patience with people, and there's patience in trouble. But they're both patience. They're both patience. The power of patience. That's the power of patience. And so trouble. Difficult people or difficult circumstances allow us the opportunity to exercise that patience. You get a chance to put it to work. You get a chance to put yourself to the test. Praise God. Next time your spouse is going off on you, you ought to smile. I say, man, I get a chance to put macro through me to the test. Glory. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Praise God. God will give you an opportunity. See, remember, all of life is a test. You could be in a marriage. That's a test. It's a simply a test. See how you're going to respond. See how you're going to respond. That's a test. You can have somebody difficult on your job. Simply a test. God's just put you in a situation where you get to use macrothrumia. You could be in a hard time. God just put you in a situation where you get to use hoopamone. Doesn't matter. God is just simply, he's checking your response to see how you're going to respond to adverse people and adverse circumstances. Because this is an opportunity for you to put patience to work. Tribulation work is patience. Exercises your patience. Praise God. So everything that God is doing is developing. It's developing you. All the trials of life, all the pressures of life, these all are there to make you better, make you stronger, to develop your character, to make you become more Christ-like. And so all of these are, man, they're all good things in operation. All the things of God are in operation in our lives. And they're beautiful. They are wonderful. They're wonderful. They are wonderful. Aren't you glad that God is patient with us? Aren't you glad God's patient with us? What if God just struck you dead first time you messed up? What if he just struck you down? You know why Jesus hasn't come back yet? He's getting close. But the only reason he's held himself back, he's patient, because he's trying to allow more people to be saved, more people to come to put their faith in him. He's being patient. He's being patient. He's being patient. So God is very patient with us. God is patient. He's patient with us. Man, God is patient with us. And it's the same patience that God has with us that we are to share with other people. So I have a right to be patient with people. 
It's an, almost an obligation because God's life is in me, and that's the way he is with me. And so his life is in me, and I can only express his life through me. And his life is patient. He's patient with people. That's why love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient. And love is kind. Love is patient. And love is kind. Praise God. Love is patient. And love is kind. I want to, I'm trying to see what I want to say here. There's something over in 1 John that's kind of scratching at me. 1 John chapter 5 scratching at me. And yet there's something here I want to say, so I'll try to get both of them in. They were both pulling at me at the same time. But First John chapter 5 verse 4 says that whosoever is born of God, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. Faith in three things. Faith in Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Faith in God's Word. Faith. Number three, faith in the plan of God, the big picture of God. Those three things. Faith in Christ Jesus. Faith in Christ. When you give your life to Christ Jesus, He becomes your Lord and Savior. You put your faith in God's word. You put your faith in God's plan, the big picture, meaning that you trust God with your life. You trust God with your life. There are a lot of little ups and downs in life. You don't quite understand them, but this is when you trust the big picture of God. When you look at the life of Joseph, there's no way Joseph could have understood all the little ups and downs that he went through. He couldn't have understood being sold into slavery and being lied on, put in prison. He couldn't have trusted all the little things going on. And so this is where you had to have faith in the big picture. You have to have faith in God's plan. So you put your faith in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You put faith in God's word. Number three, you put faith in God's plan or the big picture. You put faith in the big picture. Because there'll be a lot of little things you don't understand. And this is when you have to trust him. You have to trust him. You put your life in his hands. And so, Father, I don't understand everything going on, but I trust you. And I'm going to put patience to work. And I'm going to rejoice right in the middle of trials and trouble because I'm in your hand. And I trust you. Praise God. Isn't that good? That's good. And so that's 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Trusting in Christ Jesus, trusting in his word, and trusting the big picture or God's plan. Trusting those three things. Put your faith in Christ Jesus. Put your faith in God's word. And you trust the big picture. You trust the big plan of God. You trust the big plan of God. Let me read something. I wanted to read this last little thing about trusting God. We trust God in the face of adversity. We trust God in the face of adversity. Remember, we put our faith in Christ Jesus, put our faith in the Word, put our faith in the big picture of God's plan. We trust God in the face of adversity. 
This is a time where you talk to God in the quietness of your heart. When you're going through hard times, hard situations, you talk to God in the quietness of your heart during the stressful conditions of your life. You wait for God's timing. You trust God's wisdom. You rest on God's promises. What you're doing, you're developing your faith right in the middle of hard times. Remember, your faith is on trial. The Bible talks about over in the book of First Peter that your faith is like gold, which perishes, but gold goes through the fire and is purified and comes out as pure gold. And it compares that to our faith when our faith is under trial and it's like pure gold being purified. So your faith becomes precious. And so your faith is being developed when you go through hard times. Your faith is being developed. So you just trust God right in the middle of trouble. You trust his faithfulness. You rest in his promises. Be renewed in his love. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Focus on Jesus. Receive his grace. Receive his grace. I'm closing, but I wanted to just read. This is from a little book that I have called Glimpses of an Invisible God. And it says, Chris set the mail on the table, unopened. What was the point? It was just more bills. The occasional advertisement only reminded him of what he and his family couldn't afford. Since he had been laid off six months ago, everything had changed. And as he turned to leave the kitchen, a hand-addressed envelope caught his eye. He tore it open, and a folded sheet of paper fell onto the table. It read simply, God brought you to mind today. Tucked inside was a money order, enough to pay for rent and then some. Stunned, Chris remembered his disheartened prayer of just an hour before, asking God for help. He now realized that God's answer to his prayer was in the works even before the words crossed his lips. It wasn't something he did very often, but words of thanks and praise instantly overflowed from his grateful heart. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Praise God, praise God. I'm going to stop right there. Those of you who are watching us by television, I want you to go to Brothers of the Word. Dot com. You can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Faith when life gets hard. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part five of the message titled, Faith When Life Gets Hard by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7999. That's 7999.
to listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 7999 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother, you need the word. Oh, brother, so-